Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Adam Todd Leverton Show, hosted by your host, your friendly neighborhood poet man, me, Adam Todd Leverton. Uh, so no one listened to the first three episodes, so I don't have to worry about rebranding, but basically I decided to change a few things in my life because I am almost 45 years old. And at this point in, if you're 45, you should really know what you want and you should really know what kind of life you you want and you desire. So I came upon, well, I didn't come upon, I had a few epiphanies recently that one, you know, I created all of this work, um, poetry and music, and I've never been very good at self-promotion. So time is ticking for me, guys. I, I will be in the box soon down below a dirt blanket. So, I mean, I said that kind of melodramatically, like I'm going to die tomorrow. I mean, I, I just mean like everyone, <laughs> my mortality is limited. I don't mean that I have some kind of terminal illness or something, but anyway, I have all of this stuff, uh, poems and music and a book that no one has ever read because I haven't promoted it. And why didn't I promote it? I don't know. I have a, maybe feeling of unworthiness deep down inside for various reasons. Um, yeah, so I decided that I'm going to promote it. And I released some music on Spotify. And I, I will put links to my book that you can buy called Broken Wing, a book of poetry, my music on Spotify, my website. I'm not going to say the uh, address yet because I haven't actually gotten the domain yet, but I'll, I'll click put a link in the show notes, definitely. And my Patreon, if you want to support this wonderful work that I'm doing. <laughs> and you might be thinking, what is that wonderful work? What are you doing? I don't know who you are. You will. Well, I mean, I don't know. I hope a few of you will. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you'll know who I am. I hope you'll, you'll stick around. You'll be like, that guy is entertaining. I am entertained by that man. Well, I hope. So, uh, obviously, a podcast, me just talking about my work, is going to be a little bit boring. So, I thought I would also just try and do a daily update about my point of view on life. And you might think, that's pretty arrogant. Who wants to know your point of view on life about different events? And I say, I am a unique person in the history of the universe, a unique entity. I am how the uh, universe understands itself. Not just me, you too, because you're a conscious being and you are part of the consciousness of the universe. So therefore, anything I have to say or you have to say is relevant. It's an interpretation of existence. So, wow, that was a pretty deep self-justification, huh? So, yeah. Uh, so this podcast is going to be me ranting about different things and also sharing a bit of my work and, you know, self-promotion. It's going to be my opinions about stuff, my rants about stuff, and shameless self-promotion. So I'll get to the shameless self-promotion at the end. But today's topic, I'd like to talk about Jimmy Savile. Uh, 
I had I kind of heard a little bit about who he was um, when the scandal broke a few years ago, but Jimmy Savile is completely not in my consciousness as a public figure because I grew up in Canada and Jimmy Savile is uh, BBC was a BBC uh, radio host and kind of media personality he hosted top of the pops for like 50 years and he was a deeply eccentric man and on the one hand when you see someone who's deeply eccentric or at least i i, I kind of feel like oh it's my people because i am deeply eccentric and i would like to be more but i have this kind of self-shame so i keep it all inside and then people start talking to me and they're like oh yeah that guy is not he's not a normal fish <laughs> and you know and i don't mind being a not normal fish i mean part part i'm like 80 percent normal 20 percent not normal so jimmy savile back to the point jimmy savile was this guy and he was like bizarre very bizarre but yet he caught on with the british people and he had this career for a very long time and he used this career to put himself into positions where he could abuse people and this abuse like sexual abuse this abuse was covered up by police and uh people in institutions like the crazy part about him is that one uh, well, I, there's two crazy parts. Let's talk about the first one. The first crazy part is that he had all of this support from British institutions. Like he was the director of a hospital with, despite not being qualified. And he lived in a hospital, a psychiatric hospital for um, girls with mental problems, like girls with mental problems, not like adults, girls with mental problems. And he lived there. He volunteered in different hospitals where he was able to abuse comatose patients and do horrible things. Plus, generally, I, I don't know how much money he made, and I wasn't curious enough to find out, but his career was built with public money because he worked for the BBC. So the BBC is the British Broadcasting corporation which is supported by taxpayers it's not a private enterprise so he got all of this money from the government from the people and he created this image of this eccentric guy who loves to do charity and he used that charity to abuse people so it's crazy like um of course he's very popular right now not popular that's a bad word he's a subject of interest right now because of the netflix documentary called uh, Jimmy Savile, a very British monster or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I just, it's just so, so crazy that none of these people, none of these people in the government ever thought to say, wait a minute, we have this adult who doesn't seem to have any family ties or connections because no one, like people would do media reports on him and they would like try to contact girlfriends or wives or whatever, nothing nothing like that, or even boyfriends, nothing like that. So this guy who doesn't have any connections to the real world being left alone with girls in public places, in private places, and girls and guys and 
you know, like they say you, he was a pedophile, but he was abusing people from like young, very young to like very, very old. So I think he was just a sexual predator. I mean, just, he was a sexual predator. So that, that, that is the craziest part for me is that he had all of this support from people who were blinded by the fact that he, you know, raised so much money for charity. And let's get back to the other point. Um, so I mentioned that I'm a little bit of a strange fish, but I have had relationships with people and, you know, they're some, I mean, you could look at my biography and you could say, yeah, that's a relatively normal person. That happens with normal person, with what happens to normal people, you know, like marriage, divorce, children, um, romantic infatuations, those kind of things happen. But you look at Jimmy Savile and you think, really? Are you surprised? I mean, he's always making these like really weird sexual comments about people who are out of his league or about little girls or about being going to court or things like that. Like Jimmy Savile, like I'm, I am surprised that people were shocked by this revelation. Honestly, it's kind of like saying, Oh, we were surprised when, uh, Michael, uh, Mike Tyson was, uh, you know, arrested for rape. And, and beating up his, his uh, the, I don't know, I don't know exactly what happened in that situation, but I think he beat up his wife and then raped her or something like that. But I mean, you're really surprised that a man who gets punched in the head all of the time and is like, you know, a, a monster of rage expressed that rage upon an innocent uh, person. Or in the, in the case of Jimmy Savile, you're really surprised that he, who was kind of out in the open as a sexual deviant was in fact a sexual deviant or are you surprised that an autocratic dictator like vladimir putin invaded another country like oh my god such a surprise you know so so two lessons one if you're the british government don't give people if you give people money do background checks it's like i mean Maybe it's people like this who created the whole system of background checks, but I can't imagine a guy like that getting a job in media now. No, no, no. So, yeah, that's my little rant about Jimmy Savile. Uh, the documentary on Netflix is really short. It's only about two episodes, but, like, they're two movies. So it was about maybe four hours. But some of those uh, uh, limited series that they have are, you know, 10 hours or something. So it's only about four hours, so you could watch it in an evening if you want. Um, I think it's an interesting exploration of how he got to be where he was. And, oh yeah, the, the last part, the, the sad part about this whole situation is that there were all of these investigations towards the end of his life and the police had mountains of evidence that he was a deviant and a predator and they didn't uh, prosecute him because they thought they didn't have credible evidence and then he died and then the newspaper oh and there was like a big newspaper investigation which was, wasn't published because the publisher was afraid of being sued but if they had been sued this investigator he did a really good job of you know finding evidence tracking down people you know making connections so if they had been sued then all of this would have been come out would have come out before he died because 
Jimmy Savile died, and then they published the newspaper article. And then people were like, oh, you're attacking this guy who's dead. And then hundreds of people came out because, I mean, he had a career that lasted like 50 years or something. And he was doing this right from the beginning. So, yeah, that's the crazy part, that he wasn't even punished. And, well, he kind of was punished because there was... He had this, like, all of these monuments. Like, you know how famous people who contribute to something to charity, they get, like, plaques and stuff. And he had this big uh, tombstone, like, that said, it was fun while it lasted, and it was Jimmy Savile, entertainer and uh, philanthropist or something, big, big headstone. And in the middle of the night, they took it, the people in the in the uh, graveyard, they took it, and they removed it, and then they just put, like, a name <laughs> you know Jimmy Savile and then his dates which I think I think that I don't know it would be weird but I think you could put like Jimmy Savile uh you could you could keep that crazy egotistical uh headstone but it could be Jimmy Savile entertainer philanthropist sexual predator and just keep it like that and then I don't think people would have any problem with it because <laughs> he didn't have any kids. He didn't have any wife. I mean, he had one friend. They could find one friend. So, yeah, and that would be a better a, a better um, solution to this particular problem. Okay, so I promised some self-promotion, didn't I, at the beginning of this episode? So my self-promotion, you're going to hear a song called Night Shift. Uh, it's a poem, uh, but set to music. And the uh, story behind it is that uh, after I graduated university, I couldn't find good jobs. So I was working as a night janitor and I was living with uh, one of the great loves of my life. And so basically I would just come home in the middle of the night from working and then I would, you know, try not to wake her up. And that's what that's about. So you're going to hear that at the end of this episode. If you're curious, please go to Spotify and listen to my stuff. Um, you know, click the heart button, follow, follow, follow. And uh, if you want to buy a copy of the book, uh, Broken Wing, where the poem Night Shift is uh, located. Yeah, I will put a link to Amazon in the show notes as well. If you would like to sign up to the Patreon, I will put a link there. I forgot how much money it is, but it's a lot of money probably, but you get everything, everything for free, like all of the music, all of the, uh, uh, well, one book. Okay. I'm rambling enough, so I will see you tomorrow. Uh, your friendly neighborhood poet man, signing off. I work late at night. A woman sleeps in a bed, waits for me. As she sleeps, I vacuum, dust, scrub out toilets. She dreams of fountains, Landslide kisses. When I return, I brush against her cheeks, hold her in my arms, and I try not to wake her. No work late at night. A woman sleeps in a bed, 
waits for me. As she sleeps, I vacuum, dust, scrub out toilets. She dreams of fountains, landslide kisses. When I return, I brush against her cheeks, hold her in my arms, and I try not to wake her.